0: Fight Back with Libby Nimer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown.
1: Jurors continue to deliberate in a suburb of Philadelphia on the guilt or innocence of Bill Cosby in a sexual assault trial for a third day. But what evidence are they mulling over? What could be going on behind closed doors? Criminal lawyer Joseph Neuberger, who has defended hundreds of sexual assault cases, joins us to talk about it. Thank you for joining us, Joseph.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on.
1: Are you surprised by the length of the deliberations?
2: No, no. It's a very serious case. Um, They know they're dealing with a high-profile case. And in my experience, juries take their job extremely seriously. And whether the trial lasts three days or three months, uh, that won't necessarily inform how long it will take a jury to arrive at a conclusion. And in this case, I am fairly certain the jury is carefully scrutinizing the statements of Mr. Cosby to police as well as the deposition transcripts because there is considerable information in that which they want to review and look at and dig down into and then compare that to the examination and cross-examination of the complainant because there were a number of inconsistencies. For example, how much uh, the complainant was in contact with Mr. Cosby. So I think they're going over the evidence and it's almost like running a mini trial in the jury room. Some will have certain positions, and they're going to try and work it out, and it can take a lot of time.
1: You know, the most notable celebrity trial, of course, was O.J. Simpson, and yet that jury came back in a matter of hours. Is, uh, you, yeah. You know, how do you, how would you compare some, I mean, completely different cases, obviously, but but well, why so short then and now what appears to be quite a lengthy amount of time?
2: Well, the... This prosecution was professionally done. I think it was professionally prosecuted and professionally defended. It was appropriate length of time, right? Evidence was addressed. In the O.J. Simpson case, I was a much younger lawyer then with dark hair, but <laughs> from what I remember from it, it was a bit of a circus. And when you had that officer testifying who had the uh, made those racial comments and the issues Norman, about yeah. the contamination of the DNA, I think that jury lost, lost all confidence completely in the evidence of the prosecution. So... That was probably the overwhelming factor there.
1: We want to get to your calls, comments, questions as well. Let's go to Earl in Oakville. What would you like to add, Earl?
2: I like to say I hope they exonerate uh, Bill Cosby from the case. Um, I find it very hard to believe. After all these years, this man is a rapist. You know what I mean?
1: You mean because of his public persona that's so yeah, likable? Yeah. I mean, he was every, he was everybody's favorite dad in yeah, the eighties. Yeah. Mean,
2: he I don't even think he ever swore when he made a joke. He I mean this man, I cannot believe he's a, ra- a rapist. I cannot believe it.
1: Well, and 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 Earl, you know what? Everybody feels the same way, and I think everybody, because we all watch the Cosby Show, we've all yeah, seen yeah. we've all seen Bill Cosby on stage, and 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 in, and in many cases, we've seen him in person on stage, and it we didn't want to believe what dozens and dozens of women were saying about him.
2: Yeah, and there has been some inconsistencies in their
0: testimony too, hasn't there?
1: Well, and I, I want to take this uh, question to Joseph Neuberger. How can the jurors not be biased, either by the dozens of other women who've come out to tell their stories or by Cosby's likable television personality, which uh, which Earl was just highlighting?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think people will look back on it and, and see somebody who they've liked as a television celebrity who they've thought the world of. But I do think that they will take their job very seriously. And, you know, irrespective of that, somebody can have one persona and still be something else. Mm -hmm. So I I think they could be affected by it. But when you look at how the allegations unfolded, I mean, there were a number of lawsuits. And when you deal with historical allegations that are years to decades later, um, anybody who's objectively reviewing the evidence will look at it with one eye because, Yes, there are uh, barriers to people coming forward with allegations for a number of reasons, but you cannot um, discount the financial motivations behind some of this and maybe some revisionist history.
1: Yes, let, let's talk about that. Uh, inform people who may not realize that there is, there's a money element in this case.
2: Yes, a number of the uh, women who came forward in the public media had commenced lawsuits uh, rather than going to the police. And this young lady who is now the complainant in this trial first launched a lawsuit, which was settled. And that's where the deposition came from. And so the deposition was sealed as part of a confidentiality clause. And so there was substantial funds paid, I assume, in the settlement. And uh, it's only now afterward that the uh, new district attorney decided to reopen the file and, and do a prosecution, but. There was countless amounts of lawsuits, and people will set a lawsuit simply because they don't want to be dragged through the court for years upon years upon years when they can make a payment and, you know, go on with their life and try and have some peace. So there is definitely a financial component to this. Um, it, it's not simply a situation where five days afterward or a month afterward, the complainant attended at a police station and said, this horrific thing happened. To me. So...
1: 416 or toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Jane, in for Libby. Today we're talking about uh, the jury deliberations around, around the Bill Cosby sexual assault trial. Uh, we know f- uh, that the jury, and you've mentioned it as well, was reviewing more than a dozen passages passages from Cosby's decade-old deposition. What was yep. in that deposition? What kinds well, of things
2: were said? Well, he, he spoke about um, you know his relationship uh, in considerable detail with this complainant um, and uh, the times that they were together. So there was a lot of detail about their relationship, which is in contrast to what the complainant's evidence was, that you know there was not that much contact. And, in fact, you'll, you have to accept the fact that there really was a relationship there. Whether some things were consensual or not, that's what the jury has to decide. But that's in stark contrast to the complainant's evidence. Plus, there's the other damaging stuff where, you know, he had mentioned giving quaaludes, but on, you know, consensually to some of the ladies who he had been seeing. So they're going to go over all of that evidence very carefully to determine uh, is the um, information, the evidence that Mr. Cosby provides in the deposition and his statement coherent? Does it make sense? And then how does that then impact the credibility and reliability of the evidence of the complainant? What about the fact that she said she had very infrequent contact with Mr. Cosby? when we know, in fact, over a certain period of time, I think it was three months, there was 72 phone calls. So those types of small things become much bigger for a jury to analyze uh, once they're trying to decide the fate of a defendant before them.
1: We know that he also told Constant the pills were three friends to make her relax. So th- there are those kinds of statements as well that the jury will be considering.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, It may be the jury's like, well, maybe he did give something. Was that to overcome resistance or was that because she, you know, she wanted to take them and that was consensual? Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, people go to these parties, these raves. They take all sorts of things, including ecstasy, consensually and engage in activities with other people. That doesn't mean it's a crime. Now, if he did that nefariously without her consent to overcome resistance, that's a very serious criminal Mm offense, And they got to decide that.
1: Constance's mother was on the stand, and we should probably review um, the trial. Uh, who was up there, and what did they say?
2: Oh, um, I, I know the mother was testifying about her demeanor, how her demeanor had changed after her contact with Mr. Cosby. Uh, I, I don't have greater detail about that right now. There was a police officer who testified, but then a, that officer was also uh, uh, called by the defense just very briefly about the contact that the complainant had had with um, uh with uh, mr cosby it was, other than that it was really your focus was on one witness with similar allegations that was not charged before the court and then the balance really the focus of this why it was such a short trial it's the evidence of ms constant both in chief and in cross-examination that really is the hallmark of it the mother was simply testifying as to ms constant's demeanor and again that may very well be revisionist history i mean what she says now you know, may bear no reflection on how the jury has to come to their conclusion.
1: Sure. Why did Bill Cosby not get up on the stand? And and was it just I mean, was it just theater that his uh, spokesperson, Andrew Wyatt uh, and his and his lawyers and so on, were saying on Monday that he they were not they were not, uh, they were not um, discounting the possibility that Cosby could get up and testify right. if, if he's innocent. I, I don't understand why wouldn't you want to get up there? And you you know what you're telling is completely true, so you've got nothing to lose.
2: You're right. I, I, I understand. And in this case, which which is unique, is you already have his testimony. The, the prosecution put into evidence his statements of police and the deposition. What more could he possibly say? That And that went in for the truth of its content. So then for a defendant to take the stance say the exact same thing and subject themselves to cross-examination, I think, would have been um, a a, a move that would have been uh, detrimental uh, to Mr. Cosby's position because, uh, you know, defense lawyers agonize about this all the time, and their clients make the final decision. But Mm -hmm. if you don't have to subject your client to cross-examination, and it's just because of human nature. I mean, if you're sitting up there for two days, three days under cross, you know, at some point you might miss something, and they can raise an inconsistency, and Uh, And it's not something you want to subject yourself to if you've got all of the evidence already before the jury. And in this unique case, they did that. And frankly, I did a case a year and a half ago where the police put in the two and a half hour statement of my client. I didn't call him to testify. There was an acquittal. And he relied, the judge relied on my client's statements of police because it was admitted for the truth of its content. So I think that was a very wise move on behalf of the defense in that case. 416-360-0740,
1: toll-free 1-866-744-740 it's difficult to speculate um, as as onlookers whether you might think that Bill Cosby is guilty or innocent but what do you think the verdict will be that we can have an opinion on because that's effectively what's what's going to happen uh, when these deliberations finish there will be a verdict what will yeah. it be four one six three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven forty four seven forty joseph
2: juries don't have to arrive at a verdict if they can't achieve unanimity then at some point a judge will have to declare a mistrial so you may have five or six or seven or eight people wanting to convict and and three or four people saying nope not guilty and you can't change those positions and if you can't change those positions then a judge will have to declare a hung jury and the prosecution will then have to decide whether they want to retry the case if, however, after a number of days they are able to come to unanimity, then they'll, they'll reach a verdict. Given what I understand from the evidence, regardless of some aspects of the deposition, which is highly troubling, I think when you look at the cross-examination in this case and the inconsistencies in how she described contact in the relationship, I would have concern establishing guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. That is the standard that the jury must find. They must be, at, they must be sure about the evidence. And it is closer to certainty than it is to what we call a balance of probability. So uh, it's a very high threshold that the prosecution must achieve. So I would think, if not a hung jury, that we would see a a not guilty verdict in this case.
1: So there could be any number of outcomes. What do you you think the outcome is going to be? Let's go to Michael in Toronto. Uh, You may or may not have an opinion on that, Michael. But what would you like to add to the conversation?
2: Oh, hi. Is that me? It is you. Oh great! I'm in my car, and it's all magic. it's all happening here. okay <laughs> uh, I actually uh knew a woman, a very attractive woman, uh maybe thirty two thirty thirty year years ago, and uh for whatever reason, she got set up on a date with with Mr Bill uh, uh-huh. he didn't she was on the date and refused to do what he asked her to do and told me that this man is a sexual predator
1: that was her experience
2: that was exactly her experience
1: okay well that, that... Now,
2: I don't I hear all the legalese and I hear all the lawyer talk and all that stuff and Bill Cosby can buy his freedom sure that's fine Nazis are running the world okay that's fine but but Bill Cosby's guilty and I know that from my friend she did not lie she was perturbed by the incident
1: Everybody has an opinion, and we'll get back to more of them on Bill Cosby and what the jury is going to say in this case in just a moment here on Zoomer Radio.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. What You're do up, you brother. think
1: the outcome will be in the Bill Cosby trial? 416-360-0740, 1866 740 740 Also on the line with us, criminal lawyer Joseph Neuberger. Let's go to Jan in Guelph. Jan, you have a question or comment? Well, I have a comment or a question. I don't know what it is, and I'm certainly not a lawyer, but... I was thinking, these women, is
3: there a question that each of these women who are complaining could be asked the same question on the same day, individually, they have no contact with each other, so that they could say, well, this, this is what we're going to say. They could be asked this question about Bill Cosby, maybe there's something about him, um, on his chest or something on his body, if they were sexually abused, oh, they would know that. Okay. Uh-huh. And if they can't answer that question, then they're lying.
1: I remember something of this uh, in the Michael Jackson trial. Oh, uh, do you remember? You remember that, Joseph? I did. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah wh- and really, it's an, it's a good point that uh, the caller raises you look at similarity of description of events from independent individuals who would not otherwise know each other's experience. And mm-hmm. so you do call evidence in cases of similar act evidence to try and bolster the credibility of the complainant. In this case, only one was called, and all the others were not allowed. And um, and, and and I'm not familiar with exactly what the ruling was on that case, but that's why we're dealing fairly with fairly... Uh, Myopic evidence here, just in relation to Ms. Constant.
1: Jan, does that uh, answer your question? Well, sort of. But I think each person should go to a place and be separated from each other,
3: and ask that same question. And it has to be a specific answer.
1: Well, and in, in all of the cases except for Andrea Constant, Joseph, um, that the statute of limitations has passed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's
2: correct. They're yeah. all none of them can be prosecuted. Right. But 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 let's let's just say for let's say you could prosecute just for example, the problem now is this case has been so notorious in the media, and the civil lawyers have been into it with all their lawsuits uh, and the transcripts and information has been shared. Uh, you would not have uh, authenticity in my opinion or untainted evidence to, to really compare in this case. It's much different than if somebody is charged now with something that occurs let's say at a school, and then there's a police press release, and other complainants come forward, and their statements are taken independently, and then six people all describe very similar encounters with a particular teacher, for example. I'm just using this as an example. I don't mean to discourage teachers at all, okay? But, you know, then you would have significant authenticity and supportive evidence. That's more of a cleaner, untainted way to go about it.
1: 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-744-740. What do you think the outcome will be at the Bill Cosby trial? We all feel like we know Bill Cosby, having watched him for decades on the stage and on television and uh, various programs. Uh, you know, we, we all wonder the same thing. How could he be the monster that he is portrayed as by these women who've come out, who who whose case have not gone on trial, but by Andrea Constand as well. What do you think the jury will decide? Will there be a hung jury? 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. let us go to Avril in Richmond Hill. Hi, Avril. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, I just want to comment,
3: uh, uh, I guess, partially on the fact that uh, people are commenting on his persona as an actor, and that he was a really nice guy. Well, that he's an actor. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, another thing is, is, if anyone would have complained about somebody with that persona, I don't think they would have been believed by the police. So uh, when people say, well, why didn't they complain years ago? Uh, if it were me, I wouldn't have.
1: Well, no, it's exactly. I mean, who, who would believe you? He
3: does have such a great persona. So I think, I think the jury will find him innocent, i don 't think he is, I think the mere fact that he carries these these drugs on him shows that uh, you know he's he has lascivious and, and and bad thoughts and that he would do he would use these drugs did use these drugs so i just think I just think that everyone is looking at Bill Cosby, the actor and not, I mean there's been many famous people over the years who have committed some atrocities and Everyone thought they were a nice guy or a nice girl. And, and I just think it's uh, not fair to the women who have made these complaints that they saying, oh, they're all out for money. Maybe some are. Possibly. Probably. But I don't think the majority are. Uh, they saw uh, they heard a lot of people come out and, and felt that they could now say what they said. Uh, what happened to them with some believability. So I think he'll be found innocent, but I don't believe he is.
1: Avril, thank you for your call, Dave. I think that Avril should be considered for our Fight Back Call of the Week this week uh, when we do our Best Of show on the weekend, uh, 12.30, both Saturday and Sunday. Thanks for your call, Avril. Thank you. I'm wondering, Joseph, uh, would somebody would avril would her opinion what she just said is somebody uh is is somebody among the jurors saying a similar thing to their peers right now is that possible
2: well i i think we live in a different age now um where um celebrity status or what would be otherwise a very clean persona does not mean necessarily that somebody is not guilty of an offense and um whether somebody comes out with a complaint against the celebrity later on, they, you know, they would consider maybe 20 years ago, it might have been a very hard uphill battle, so somebody doesn't want to say anything about it. I think they will consider, to some extent, the timing of the complaint and, as I said, the lawsuit, et cetera. But I, I hope that they're really going to focus on the evidence. They're going to focus on uh, not so much this other noise, but really focus on what the complainant has said, what Mr. Cosby has said in the depositions and in um, his statements of police and then carefully analyze that with the cross-examination to determine is there sufficient evidence that they can accept beyond a reasonable doubt to find guilt or no guilt Mm -hmm. because the evidence does not convince them. I really think they need to focus very hard on that and I think they are. I think that's why you're seeing this jury. Uh, deliberating now uh, for a prolonged period of time because they are trying to be very careful and give due regard to all of the evidence, which is, you know, respecting the system and everybody who's involved.
1: Let's go to Mary in Mississauga. Hi, Mary. You're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back.
3: Hi. Uh, I just want to mention a couple of things. One is um, I, I don't under- like a previous caller had said about him carrying these um, prelude or whatever date rape drugs. Preludes. Yeah. Yeah. Why a man would have that? tells me there's something bad going on. Mm -hmm. And I just want to bring up an experience I had probably 40 years ago. I went out on a a blind date, and I had a beer, and I couldn't understand why I was getting so drunk. And I have a feeling that this person had put something in my beer. I was able to leave the situation, but I just couldn't believe how drunk I was uh, when I left. So I feel there's a lot of bad men out there who will try and take uh, put a woman at a disadvantage so that they could take advantage of her.
1: Mary, thanks for telling us your story. Okay. Glad you got out of that okay. Margan Dunville, go ahead. You're on Fight Back.
3: Uh, yes, I want to say is like uh, there's probably millions of women that get raped all the time, and they don't go forward. I'm one of them. Because if it's only one against one, they never believe the woman. And plus, he's a celebrity. But that doesn't make, make him a nice guy, mm-hmm. because look at all the priests, which I'm astounded at the priests that come out, of that, that did little boys and stuff,
1: you know. Yes, exactly. I don't think
3: these women would come forward
1: if it hadn't happened. Yeah, how much, it, Joseph, how much of it, is, it comes down to he said, she said?
2: There's a lot of cases that do come down to basically the testimony of the complainant and the, uh, and the accused. Um, police are doing a better job of investigating so that looking at other sources of information. But whether it is a he said, she said, that should not be uh, a barrier to a person who has been victimized to come forward and tell their story to police because juries and judges do listen very carefully to complainants' evidence. And if they're telling the truth and they're consistent and it comes across in a sincere manner, um, there's no reason that a trier of fact wouldn't believe them over the evidence of an accused, a- and that does happen. There are convictions based upon uh, solely the evidence of a complainant testifying, and uh, that that does occur. And the problem is, it's only a few cases that hit the media uh, where um, you know we see some very bad facts, and we draw general conclusions based upon that. Now, we also know some statistics which are being bandied around, but we have to look at the advocacy groups who are throwing out those statistics. So um, I I really think we have a justice system that's not perfect, but it's a very good system. And we have excellent judges. And in Canada, if people have been victimized, uh, they should go to the police and and tell their their evidence uh, so that uh, justice can be done. They should not think about the system itself. There are supports in place. If they feel that it's too traumatizing for them, that they're not going to be able to withstand it due to all the other psychological issues that come with it, I totally understand that. And that's their own personal decision. But if it's because of the he said, she said, that in itself should not be a bar.
1: Well, let that be the final word. Thank you.
2: Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.